Hello everybody, welcome to Please Be Excited. My name is John, I am your host. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast about movies and TV shows and whatever we're excited to talk about every week. Today's episode is going to focus on the first two movies in the Fast and Furious saga. Um, We have been wanting to talk about these movies for a really long time now, but just never found the time to really get to it. Uh, Jimbo and I have been going through the series recently. We've been watching from the beginning up till the most recent movies. Um, and I actually just saw Fast 9 today, so we're going to go all the way up to Fast 9, everything that's been released. But yeah, today's episode, we are just starting with The Fast and the Furious and Too Fast, Too Furious. Um, just, you know talking about talking about what we what we like and dislike and uh hints at other things to come in the series and yeah that's really it thanks for listening and i hope you enjoy it Yeah, let's just jump into it. See All where right, the conversation so, goes. So, uh, for today's episode, we're going to focus on the first two Fast and Furious movies, uh, the Fast and the Furious. And you want to say the second one? Uh, it's too fast, too furious for y'all, man. Yeah. <laughs> Too fast, too furious. Yeah, and it's important that it's the number two, not it's the, the word. number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're we're going to watch all of these movies and talk about every single one of them uh, across multiple episodes. So yeah, starting from the beginning. Uh, jumping into the Fast and the Furious movie one. I forget when this came out. Let me double check. This was 2001. Yeah, 2001. Um, so, when was the first time you saw this movie? I don't remember if I saw this one in the theater or not. I'm not sure that I did. I just... This one could have been so long ago. It may have even been like a VHS. Yeah. That I don't know if we owned it or if we borrowed it from like Michael and Jacob, some of our childhood friends, because I know that they were super into those movies. And I know I definitely watched it. A lot of those movies with them, at least like the first two, maybe three with them. So I don't remember the first time or like the exact context, but that's like the period of life that I associate it with. I think, I feel like, I don't know if we watched it at the same time for the first time, but I think it was maybe, I think the first movie might have been like a blockbuster VHS or something, like a rental. Could have been. At blockbuster, because I don't think we owned these movies on VHS. 
Um, but I do remember, yeah, I remember watching Too Fast, Too Furious on VHS at Michael and Jacobs. Um, but yeah, like, I hadn't seen this one. I hadn't seen either of these in so long. Uh, probably, probably like the longest I've gone without watching one of these. Um, Cause like, you know, four, like Fast and the Furious through uh, Furious 7. Um, like I've seen those multiple times within the past, you know, 10 years or whatever, they've been making the movies again once it started up again. Um, but yeah, I didn't remember so much of this. And this movie kind of rules, man. <laughs> The first one, the Fast the, and the Furious. The first one is pretty fucking good. It it is, and that's something that I was surprised by whenever I was rewatching it. Is that like I hadn't seen? I I think I watched the two or three of them a couple of years ago as part of a rewatch, but it's been at least four or five years. But I could I started to like remember like what came next, and then so there are so many like standout good moments throughout that entire mm-hmm. movie that I was just like wow that was pretty cool like hey this is better than i expected this actually holds up pretty well and i really yeah i really enjoyed it i think like whatever you want to say about some of the like the level of acting in it and the overall like quality or something it's not a freaking cinema masterpiece but it's just a damn good movie pretty much all the way through yeah it's a good Um, it's a good one yeah so I was going to talk a little bit, um, just <laughs> the DVDs are interesting. You got me the seven, the seven movie collection when there were seven movies out on DVD, like two Christmases ago or something. Okay. And it was just like, I was excited, but then I, it was one of those things where I, I never watched it. Um, I never went back through them cause they're always like on streaming stuff. Yeah. So anytime I would watch them, I would just put it on streaming. Um, but yeah, like I forgot, I forgot how bonkers DVD menus used to be. <laughs> like you know, it reminded me of uh, of like the X two DVD menu. Yeah. Um, which is just you know, I think that's great. I think that's like a work of art. <laughs> no, I, I remember that. I remember um, that, like owning that DVD and watching that movie like pretty often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the I'm trying to remember what the I think the DVD menu for this is like it's car stuff, you know. It's like yeah. you hit you hit a button for you know the scenes or like play movie or like put on you know language stuff, and it's like rrr, rrr, and then it like goes through a part of the car. Takes you to a different part of the car. Um, yeah, they should bring that stuff back for Blu-rays. Bring it back. Uh, yeah, and then and then before the movie starts, um, there's a, a PSA, which kind of it kind of bummed me out. Kind of made me sad because it's it's a PSA by Paul Walker, like talking about 
safe driving and no and this was before like he died this was yeah this was early 2000s i think like when the dvd came out okay when it came Um, out i didn't know if it was like a re-release kind of thing he did a lot later okay no because it's like you know standard def and Yeah. yeah i don't know if it's widescreen or what but it was just like man such a bummer and you know rewatching these first two movies definitely made me like appreciate paul walker as an actor more yeah um and just like you know even if he's not the best actor in the first one i think he's actually not i think he's not as good in the first one as he is in the second i think he like steps up for the second and like Okay. is more of a strong like he's a stronger lead in my opinion in the second. i think yeah i think that he had to like fill a lot of that space that like that absence of vin diesel in the yeah. second one i think he had to step up and be more featured because i mean we'll get to it as we talk through the first movie but vin diesel commands so much attention yeah in the first one that like he makes up for a lot of other people's weaknesses in that movie Mm -hmm. and so paul walker doesn't have to be the most compelling character in the first movie but then he kind of has to be in the second one yeah yeah so i think that he i think the performance improved i still think that that's like super early in his career he's still like learning how to act really yeah Um, but yeah i did appreciate like everyone in their performance like going back this time around yeah um yeah so like yeah it has the psa thing on the dvd uh i totally forgot that uh jaw rule is in this yeah murder yeah murder <laughs> as soon as the movie opens with a jaw rule song and i was like oh fuck he's in this i forgot <laughs> um but i was i took some notes like as i was watching it so it's kind of you know sequentially you know yeah. as the movie uh was going but i was gonna <laughs> i was gonna mention like the um first off the races are really strong yeah um and it's funny because in these two at least i don't know if they continue it with tokyo drift because i haven't um, i started that the other day i haven't finished it i haven't really gotten to like the racing stuff in tokyo drift um but it's you know drifting so it's a different style yeah. uh but with the first two it was it was weird watching these again because like the nos stuff they like they take some chances like visually um and like stylistically you know with like the black the 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 backgrounds like get real blurred and everything yeah. like stuff stretches yeah. and like i was honestly watching i was like this is kind of reminding me of speed racer at points mm. like and you know because they're like shooting this stuff on green screen they're um yeah like using uh visual effects and editing stuff to like make it like one continuous shot um like jumping from racer to racer but you know it's just like people lined up against green screen like yeah. in cars that aren't moving um so yeah like the race scenes and stuff actually surprised me with like how strong they are and then the um the shots where they take you like through the car like the mechanics yeah. of the car like that's yeah. pretty inventive like that was really cool for like the time it was made to do something like that yeah yeah it was um and then i was gonna mention the um 
the robbery scenes, like the both of the robbery scenes, I think there's only two, right? There's like the opening one and then there's the big finale. Scene. I think so, yeah. I think they're just two. And those are so well done. Like yeah. I was actually surprised how well done those were, like how well constructed those were. Um and then like thinking thinking through their, you know, uh like what they're doing and everything. Like I used to I remembered the helmets, them wearing the helmets um from whenever I saw it years ago. And I was like, those helmets, because they're wearing these huge like BMX dirt bike helmets and stuff. I was like, those look so stupid, whatever. But then watching this stuff, it's like <laughs> It's like yes, that's what you would wear. It, like it hides your identity. Yeah. And if you fall off of one of these trucks, like yeah, you're gonna have head damage. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So like, it's just it was interesting actually seeing, um, seeing this stuff again, and realizing, like on a filmmaking level, like how well executed it is, and like how well thought out it is. Um writing like yeah. writing wise too and character wise and everything um but yeah like it has it has such a strong opening with that first uh robbery yeah uh scene um we should say i mean <laughs> there might be people who are totally unfamiliar with the fast and furious movies uh -huh. so i don't know if you wanted to describe what happens like what they're doing in the first movie or if you wanted me to do that Okay, so the whole Fast and Furious franchise starts off where it's like illegal street racing, and the Paul Walker is your main character, and he's trying to kind of like begin his career as a street racer and like make his way in the underground circuit. And they're they're in California, right, for the first movie. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you like you start to see Paul Walker become part of this underground street racing scene. And uh, Vin Diesel's character, Dominic Toretto, is kind of like the guy that runs everything in that area. He's kind of like the, the, the alpha racer or whatever you want to say that everyone's gunning for. Um, and so, yeah, Paul Walker's trying to, like, make his way into that crew. And then you find out, like, a little bit into that movie that Paul Walker is actually an undercover cop. So he's a cop who's trying to bust these street racers because... Um, because these uh, like trucks full of like DVDs and stuff keep getting stolen uh, and like attacked, and they people think that like street racers are the ones behind the attacks. So, out of everything that John introduced, with like the robberies happening on these trucks, it's like street racers are doing these robberies. Paul Walker, who's an undercover cop, gets into the street racing scene to try and solve this solve this crime. And he ends up getting like wrapped up into the whole world of it. And the lines get blurred between like him doing his job and him feeling like a new family with these street racers who have kind of taken him in. And that's the, the like the driving con driving pun, not intended <laughs> conflict of the movie. And we can get into like the nuances of the other movies and stuff going forward. But like, that's where the series starts that's the main conceit and then it just goes like kind of wild from there in the in the sequels yeah it's it's funny i i i totally forgot that this movie is basically like 
street racing point break <laughs> oh absolutely yeah, yeah the whole the whole structure of this movie is point break you yeah. just cha- you just change the main crime and you change yeah. the, the setting from surfing to street racing and yeah. i'm i'm okay with it i'm still here yeah me it. too yeah. yeah um and then you know it's like it's one of those things with paul walker and keanu of like they're not great performances especially early in their career um but like they have they have charisma and they have yeah they do they they have like this star you know power uh to them so they're like compelling to watch um even if they're not like putting in the best performances yeah um but yeah paul walker got so much better throughout his career yeah um Anyways, uh, yeah, I was looking over my notes. Uh, the music, a lot of <laughs> early 2000s music. I didn't, I forgot to take notes on everything. I didn't recognize everything, yeah. but keep rolling. Oh, yeah, I remember Limp hearing Biscuit. it. I couldn't remember if it was yeah. that one or the second one, but Roland's definitely in there. Yeah, Roland is already you um, already mentioned Jaw Rule to start. Yeah. Yeah, Jaw Rule. There's like two Jaw Rules. Uh like maybe the opening and the ending song. I forget. That sounds right. He was he was very big at the time. I feel like he was signed to Universal or whoever, like Universal Music or something. Yeah, uh, whoever made these movies, I think Jaw Rule was, you know, had a contract with them. <laughs> um yeah, so there's like, yeah, the music throughout, uh, very early 2000s music. Um, I was going to mention, like, Paul Walker and Vin Diesel, but Vin Diesel especially. Like, they seem like they're having a fucking blast making this movie. I mean, they've got to be. <laughs> like, yeah, both just, of them. It was so jarring to me watching this after you know what's been going on in the past couple Fast and Furious movies, where yeah. Dom is just like constantly brooding, and you know everything is serious. It's about family yeah. and all this stuff. But here they're just like these young guys and yeah. like doing wild shit. Like these are the you know the wild times of their youth and everything. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, like Dom's character is like constantly cracking wise with everybody. Yeah, <laughs> and then Vin yeah. Diesel just like has this grin all the time, and like yeah. everything's delivered with a lot of um, like humor, a lot of yeah. lines. Yeah, it's just such like you know I I I remember liking these movies, but I was just it's just yeah, like Vin Diesel has that charm that just wins you over man he has that charisma that just gets to you um and especially yeah with the way his character acts in this one versus uh the later movies yeah um yeah and then what else what else did i uh put down Uh, i have i have some quotes (laughs) okay please drop them if you want to go through that. Um, yeah, well, I do. So so first up is, you know, uh, just super memorable, uh, you know, tuna on white, no crust. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then, like, this is all kind of together. Um, 
it's just like the same you know scene where yeah. uh, where vince and uh is it jesse is vince jesse and then oh, it, God, like, like shane or something like that no it's like i think it's also an l name like um letty and then i think that that guy also okay michelle rodriguez is letty i think that guy also has like an l name and then vince and jesse i'm trying leon leon yeah leon yeah. okay yeah 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 okay um yeah <laughs> it's like whenever they pull up uh and you know he's getting the sandwich the the tuna sandwich again yeah, yeah and they're like they're like what's up with this fool what is he sandwich crazy <laughs> <laughs> and then um god it was it was fucking hilarious it's like it's such a good introduction to uh to dom yeah whenever you just see his back you just see him working in the background yeah. of the sandwich shop um and and uh and vince finally like starts the fight with brian with paul yeah. walker's character and uh jordana brewster is what's her name what's her character's name is it mia uh yeah mia uh and mia is like yelling at dom like you gotta go out there you gotta yeah. do something yeah and uh and he finally gets up and he watches them he watches them fighting and he sees brian punch uh punch vince <laughs> yeah and he's like what'd you put in that, put in that tuna? yeah like yeah what'd you put in that sandwich <laughs> i was like did you put something in that tuna or yeah all right what'd you put in that sandwich <laughs> like he's just like he's just laughing watching them fight each other yeah and she gives him like a look and he's like all right fine yeah, i gotta yeah, go break yeah. this up yeah uh, it's just it's such a good delivery and the, the movie is just like filled with moments like that where even if you don't think that this is you know like masterpiece cinema yeah like this movie in the series is loaded with like character moments yeah. and, like great great lines yeah. um and everything and like they have characters that are distinct and stand out and stuff um except for leon except, <laughs> except for leon just giving leon uh, some shit <laughs> yeah i feel like well okay for spoilers for this movie uh jesse dies and then jesse's jesse's one of those standouts though like he does have a distinct personality yeah. he brings a lot of comic relief yeah he's one um, of the characters that helps you see like why it's a family or a team or whatever they call yeah it. i was but i was trying to remember who all like returns throughout the series because vince comes back he comes yeah. back and yeah vince comes back five or something i think he, i think fast and furious the fourth okay. one um yeah so like vince comes back i don't think leon comes back but jesse dies so he can't come back well could he <laughs> given the way this series goes yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah but yeah jesse is a great great performance i forget that actor's name uh i'm going to look it up yeah. but He's one of those actors I remember on TV shows and movies, like yeah. always standing out. Yeah. Um, he had that like part on Supernatural where he was another hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chad Lindbergh is his name. That's Jesse. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. 
Jesse. He was on Supernatural. He was on yeah. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Jordana Brewster comes back, and then Michelle Rodriguez comes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ava Mendez comes back from two. I mean, we're not talking about two yet, but she comes back for one of the. Which one? I don't remember the one that she comes back for, but I guess I'll get <sighs> to it in the rewatch. It's. Uh, Maybe it's four because that no. one deals with drug dealing. No, I think it's. I mean, she might come back for four, but she comes back. Uh, maybe for six or something, where she like delivers the file that mm. Letty is actually still alive. Oh, okay. It's, it might be like a post-credit scene or something. Okay, okay. Um, right. By the way, this movie has a post-credit scene. Did you watch it? Yeah, I I, I always remember that scene. So yeah, I watched it. I, I had no clue. I forgot it was there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways. Uh, all right. Uh, quotes, going back to quotes. Um, after, I think it's after uh, the fight, then Brian is just like, I need Nos. There's so much, there's so many times that Nos is said in this movie. Uh, wow, I should really go through and like, count how many times nasa said someone should um, make a drink all right we're gonna uh, pleasers you could turn this into your own drinking game but we do not <laughs> accept any liability for whatever oh, happens God, yeah but uh yeah you could take a shot every time someone talks about nas that the first movie alcohol poisoning that's like yeah. the quickest alcohol yeah. poisoning. we're giving you the warning now we're saying yes yeah. don't do it probably don't, don't do, do it probably it. don't do drink it. safe uh you know maybe just do beer don't do shots yeah um yeah and then fucking jaw rule uh after <laughs> after the race at the big first race you know uh that girl comes over to him and she's like you know uh even if you even if you lose this you have me but if you win it you get her too okay and then during the race, do you know what I'm the line I'm gonna say? <laughs> no. Okay. During the race, it's like after he hits the NOS button, yeah. and he goes, Let's go, Menage. <laughs> <laughs> and as a kid, I always thought Menage was like the girl's name. <laughs> uh-huh. As an adult, he's talking about a threesome. Yeah. He's just excited for a threesome. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, he's... And then once uh, Brian uses the NOS and passes him, he goes, No! Monica! Yeah, yeah, he screams out the girl's name like when he loses, just in agony that he's not yeah. gonna sleep with her. Yeah. Oh, man, he didn't die. He could come back. He could come uh, <laughs> There's so many characters I want to come back. And I don't know that I want all of them to come back. Okay, okay. But. Here's the thing. We haven't gotten to two yet, but I'm just going to say quickly because we're talking about Cole Hauser. I want his character back. Yeah, I feel like that was maybe a missed opportunity somewhere. I think that he should have come back. Yeah, because, like, I mean, we can talk about it later, but... Yeah, we'll get into he's, it. He's alive. He survives that movie. Yeah. And he, like, threatens Roman or something yeah. like that. I forget. So I feel like that's a good opportunity um and then yeah man the fucking dude i almost had you 
And then Vin, Vin Diesel, just like <laughs> master class. <laughs> you know, it's like, you almost, almost had, had me. me. You never had me. You, you never had, you had your car. car. <laughs> That's a great line. That's so fucking good. Um, and then he Ask any racer. Ask any real yes. racer. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch, inch. or by oh, a mile. mile. Winning's winning. winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. That's such a great scene. And he just, yeah, he has that monologue. Oh, and shit. it's like, it's so, it's such a good moment for, you know, his character and just his performance. But also watching Paul Walker reacting to that is yeah. so good. Because you see his character, like, you know, he's just, he's, he has the thrill. He has oh, the, yeah. the adrenaline high from the it's race. all over his face. He's, yeah, and he's just, yeah, he just, he looks like a puppy. He looks super yeah. happy yeah. and, you know, he's just smiling real big. But, like, as he starts his speech, like, telling him, you know, you had no chance against me. Yeah. Um, then you see it start to fade a little. Yeah. And he starts to like question his confidence and, yeah, and uh, yeah. his ability and stuff. And it's such a good performance uh, from both of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then what else? And then I, I wrote down, this wasn't like a, you know, funny quote or anything, but they mention um, uh, Dom. I totally forgot. He mentions that he was in Lompoc and he was in prison um, and all this stuff. And it just feels like a, I don't remember because I haven't watched these movies in a long time. So I don't remember if they get into that, like if they get into a lot of his um, history or anything. I know they bring it up like why he went to prison, yeah. but I thought, I thought there's like potential there for like people he met in prison or like his time in prison. Yeah. Um, I thought that would be interesting and then <laughs> and then um we should also introduce like uh i forget the the characters names but there's the the asian racers that are like they have their gang do you remember their names was it uh tan like ricky tan or something um, like that yeah it's like or johnny tan Tran Johnny yeah. Tran might be Johnny yeah Johnny Tran okay, okay. Um, Johnny Tran and Lance yeah uh, and there's just one of my favorite moments in the entire series is uh is when Johnny Tran says says to Lance he goes what do you think Lance and then Lance <laughs> walks up and it's like this you know upward shot of him I think he's holding the Uzi. Yeah. And, you know, he's got, like, little tight leather pants yeah. on. Yeah, Lance <laughs> had like, a look. And he just says, like, monotone. He's like, it's an amazing machine. <laughs> 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 it is so, so good. It's such a good delivery. Yeah. Um, God, and then, yeah, so there's, there's this, you know, Asian gang that's, like, running the streets and... Uh, and it's like a big thing between Toretto's crew and Johnny Tran's crew of like who's who the real racers who runs this town and stuff. Yeah. So they're always getting into like into little battles. Ter like and, territory beefs. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's, shit like, yeah that. it's like um what's it? 
I'm forgetting the word for it. Turf wars. It's like oh, turf yeah, wars yeah, yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, but there's a whole plot line with that. Um, and then what else? Uh, there's so after after the first race, after Brian loses that race to Dom, and uh, and the the race gets busted by cops, then. You know, there's the there's a scene where Dom has to, you know, hide his car, and then he's like, you know, trying to be discreet, trying to walk home because he his car is a dead giveaway. And cops pull up on him, he's cornered, and then Brian comes up in his car and saves him. And yeah, it's just like it's such a good moment between those characters, and then that drive home. Where they like talk and bond a little bit and yeah um and this is after you know the fight between brian and vince so uh and you know during that fight then dom picks up brian's wallet so he sees his name and everything and he has jesse run like a background check so yeah. he he looks into brian and he like knows all these details about his life and then yeah. he kind of talks about his life a little bit and they yeah. get to know each other um but yeah, it was just like I I was getting some feelings watching this movie. I was like getting in my emotions, you know, especially thinking about what happens over the course of the series. Oh yeah, definitely. I was the I, way that that like relationship develops. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it it really hit good. me, and you know, there's this. It's just a great little exchange. Like you know, he. He uh, takes him, takes him home. He takes Dom home, and then, um, and then he's just like ready to leave. He's walking away. There's no thought to it. Like it's not even. He's not even like trying to work the party as a cop. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's headed out. Yeah. And and Dom turns around. And he's like, "Yo, Spillner, yeah. you want a beer?" Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah. <laughs> and it's just when dom makes that decision to like include this guy i was like emotional yeah um, that changes the trajectory of like all of their lives like yeah, that, that could, gesture yeah you could just feel it yeah the bond between them yeah oh so like, good maybe maybe brian would have like worked a different angle and like made that connection another way but it's really it's like it's dom inviting him into the group in that yeah. moment that like really changes everything yeah, and it the fact that it's Dom doing that, inviting him, accepting him in, yeah, is you know what makes like the reveal, the betrayal, oh, yeah, that he is Definitely. a cop, like yeah. so much more powerful, yeah. uh, later in the movie. Um, and then yeah, that scene, um, at the party just like has so many, there's so many good moments at the party. Dom, why'd you? Well, what'd you bring the buster for? What's the buster doing here? Cause the buster kept me kept out of me handcuffs. Out of her <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. So oh good. shit. He like he walks in and sees that like no one has thought about him at all. Nope. They're all just partying, and he's pissed. And yeah. he like kicks over like Lee or knocks Leon's beer out of his hand or something. And then Vince asks him about like why Brian's there, and then he like shouts that at everyone, and he's pissed at Letty too because she's just playing video games. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That moment is really, really good. 
Yeah, and then and then uh, and then he takes Vince's beer. Yeah, and you know you know what he says to Brian. He says, "You can have any beer you like." As long as it's a Corona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Corona is a, is a main character in this series. Yeah, it is. It Corona beers. It really is. Um, yeah, and then uh, the last two last two quotes I have are just, um, I forget who it is. Is his name, I think it's Tom Barry is the actor's name who plays the, the older black fbi oh, the agent. fbi guy yeah yeah um and you know they're it's like late back. In the, yeah it's late in the movie and you know they're like running out of time it's just a great line that stuck out to me as like a writer like a screenwriter fitting in a, a good little line is uh is you want time by the magazine we don't have to <laughs> that's just yeah it's just a little line in there but it you know adds to his character it's a funny sharp line um <laughs> and then yeah you know uh dom later on is i live my life a quarter mile at a time yeah. <laughs> um that like run, that runs through the whole series that like yeah. that line or that thought yeah that yeah that line and that like philosophy um in this movie i felt like i felt like they were kind of channeling heat at moments um yeah yeah with, I yeah, like, that. yeah with like you know the family that they've built uh for the the character like doing the robbery and everything yeah um and then his character and uh and de niro's character and heat and stuff I feel like there's some similarities there. And then, you know, just Heat and this and Point Break have that thing of, like, total trust and total betrayal between, um, well, not not Heat. That doesn't really have, like, you know, Pacino doesn't uh, go undercover. But they yeah. have, like, a strong bond. They have, like, an understanding of each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of what makes the other person tick, I guess. Yeah. 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 So I feel like... It, I feel like they're kind of channeling that uh, mm-hmm. a little bit. And there's, you know, there's like a one or two shots of like the city at night. And it really reminded me of like those shots from De Niro's uh, mm-hmm. balcony. And he, mm-hmm. um, anyways, uh, yeah. What else? What else was there? Oh, Ted Levine. I was going to show Yeah. I had no idea he was in this. I completely forgot he was in this movie. He's also yeah. in Heat, right? He's like one of the he fellow is. detectives of Pacino. Yeah, he's in Heat. Yeah, he's in Heat. Yeah. Ted Levine's uh, awesome. Same character. It's the same. Same <laughs> universe. Same, same universe. Same character. Yeah. Um, yeah, but fuck. Ted Levine is like, he's he's one of the best actors in the world. I, I mean, think he doesn't get enough credit. He doesn't get enough recognition. I, I feel like no matter what he is in, he's going to deliver like the he's, best performance yeah. in in that thing. Um, but yeah, him and uh, Tom Barry just like total. It's perfect casting for yeah. for like people that are supposed to be at that level in their careers. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And you know, and then they you can tell that like they're intimidating but they're also like incredibly intelligent 
and they like know how to work people yeah. and all that and they just like they play that so well they get that across just so well yeah um and then yeah we got uh we got the barbecue we got family barbecue uh-huh. family um family it's it's a bummer thinking about uh you know two three i haven't seen four in a really long time but they don't i don't think they have the the barbecues i don't think they have that sit down the entire cast everybody has corona yeah everybody's eating barbecue they're all bonding yeah definitely two and two and three don't have that yeah yeah i feel like the other i think like I feel like five, six, and seven might have that. I remember there is barbecue (laughs) in uh, one of the other movies. Um, But yeah, I I was just, I took a note saying it's like so wild thinking about the raising of the stakes throughout the series. (laughs) And yeah, and what it starts out as and then what it becomes along the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm really like looking forward to tracking that with you as we talk about these movies yeah Yeah. and i feel like i I mean maybe it's maybe it's five that starts it because i i I forget what four exactly is um but yeah like two two is like another crime like a racing crime thing uh it feels pretty low-key and then you know three is just like mountain drifting drift racing with yakuza stuff like there's yeah. some yakuza stuff um so it's just yeah racing with like small crime stuff um but yeah it's just it's so crazy and it's it's weird thinking about how much of this movie is like character based and like how much of it is just like scenes with characters talking through yeah yeah really and yeah like you know there's um like information the way that information is like delivered between characters and to the audience um just feels like so much different than than like the action set pieces that are all throughout like the later movies yeah yeah and like the plot progression and everything it's just so wild um anyways uh i wrote down why is this dom and letty sex scene in here (laughs) there's like a totally unnecessary sex scene that it uh it cuts to whenever um whenever they storm Johnny Tran's like yeah. family's house and stuff and Brian's yeah. and the SWAT here and stuff. It's it just a really cuts weird back and cut. forth yeah. between, between yeah. like the police getting ready and then, um, and then, yeah, them, yeah. uh, I'm having sex. I, I forget. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that was just like a really artificial, maybe they just needed to do it for like the audience or whatever kind of thing. To yeah. me, it, it would have made, way more sense to focus on like brian and mia Mm -hmm. because that was like a romance that was already being set up and i don't think you even see like them have a first kiss or anything in that i feel like you just like they're at dinner and then you see like after they've already had sex in bed where he gets that phone call but if you wanted to play up that part of it then like at least show them like kiss for the first time or Mm -hmm. something or 
Yeah. Um, That's one thing where I think they could have built it up a little bit more to then make his betrayal of her as well, like sting a little bit more. I think that could have been built up, but that's just one of those things where I was like, it's a really good movie that would have made it a little bit better, but still it didn't need it, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we're coming up with my notes. Like this is all stuff geared towards the end of the movie. I don't know if you have a lot of thoughts on like earlier stuff we haven't covered or gotten into. I can't think of anything that really jumps out. So just, yeah, whatever end notes you have. Okay. Um, first one was that it's just, it's weird to me that they like never considered that the truckers they're robbing would have weapons or like fight back. Yeah. Cause it's that's something, really... yeah. That's something that like the FBI agent brings up multiple times is like, you know, we're on limited time here. Eventually these truckers aren't going to stand for it anymore. But yeah, like Dom's crew seems totally unprepared for that whenever it finally yeah. happened. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. That's just, to me, that's common sense. Like if, if you're a trucker, you're going to have some kind of fucking protection when you're yeah. on the road. That's your whole livelihood. And like, that's where you live and sleep. Like you're going to have something. So to them, to, for them to be just totally caught off guard. Yeah. <laughs> that a trucker is like not letting them rob him and possibly kill him he doesn't know what they're planning um yeah it was just so so weird uh for characters you like seemingly thought out everything really well it seemed like a like a blind spot for them um and then yeah we already talked a little bit about like the the action sequences and how good they are but like this final robbery this action sequence is like bonkers it's so good Mm -hmm. because and it's one of those things that you just appreciate so much if you're looking for this stuff of like you know geography like action scene geography knowing who is where, what they're yes, doing, yes, their yes, spatial relation yes. to other people is like, it's so important. And that's, and that's why, you know, if you see, if you see action movies and you feel like the action doesn't make sense or you're confused about something, that's why, because they're not, they're not giving you like the coverage. They're not yeah. you know, making characters um, distinct enough to like stand out from each other yeah. uh, so that you can place who's where and what they're doing yeah uh and this totally nails that um yeah you know exactly what each person's responsibility is as they're like surrounding the truck and who's handling what and like they're on the walkie or whatever communicating with each other as stuff is happening which is like them telling the audience what is happening the whole thing is pretty well thought out yeah and it's like it's so well thought out and the fact that um that it goes south for them and then they have like the walkies and they're in communication it just keeps upping the tension ramping yeah. it up ramping yeah. it up yeah and it's so good at that and like um like whenever uh letty 
tries to save whenever Letty tries to uh, save Vince after he gets his arm caught in the thing. Yeah. Um, and then I think isn't it the is it the trucker hits her or does he like shoot her tire out or something? I feel like her tire gets shot out. I think she gets okay. jostled around a little bit, but I think what like stops her for a couple minutes is like a tire gets shot out. Yeah. Okay. And she swims um, off the side a little into the dirt. Well, I mean, she, I think she crashes, like totally crashes. She does at one point, but she, like, she gets shot at. She goes, like, she goes off for a minute, but then she, like, speeds up again later and gets oh, back in it before she does, like, ultimately crash. Right. She, she gets jostled and then she's, like, she falls behind everybody else. She falls right? behind. Yeah. And then she, yeah. and then she up comes later. up and does the maneuver, the under. Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah, it's the load, the trailer, um, which was always one of those things of like, whoa, yeah. felt totally mind blowing to see that happen a car go under a semi truck trailer. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, it was one of those things where you see it as a kid and then you just imagine that every single time you're out in like a car, hey, yep. semi truck. Yeah. I wonder like, if we could get under that. Yeah. Like, in our minivan, I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I ducked low enough, uh-huh. could, we, could we survive? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then, God, and it's so it's so good, like the the escalation throughout the movie, um, yeah. where he finally just Brian's backed into a corner. He has no way to do anything other than tell Mia, "I'm a cop," yeah. and they're gonna die if you yeah. don't tell me like yeah. where they are. He's got no other play to make, really. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, it's so good whenever and he just, you know, like you said, they could have played up their relationship. So like the betrayal, um, and that moment where he reveals it to her, like could have, you know, done more. Um but I I mean I love that like he's just out of time and he's trying to save their lives and like he knows he hurt her by yeah. saying that, but like they gotta go, so he's yeah. just like focused, like laser focused on the task of yeah. saving them. Um, and then yeah, there's like the whenever he finally catches up, then you know he pops the top on the on the car. And he tells <laughs> Mia to uh, take the wheel, and I I made note of the fact that the stunt guy for for Paul Walker has like a super receded hairline <laughs> yeah oh my god i'm glad you brought this up because i was gonna make like the same observation like not the receding hairline but like the dude has a vastly different head shape from paul walker yes. and just yeah. by looking at that you can tell that they're switching to the stunt guy so yeah i'm glad yeah. you noticed that there yeah i noticed that and then in the first um in the first robbery i forgot to mention it but <laughs> You can tell the truck driver in the opening robbery is like a stunt guy because they're just like they're driving along and you know they've got him like surrounded he's boxed in and they're jumping on the thing and the guy is not reacting at all he's just sitting there totally still <laughs> eyes straight forward uh-huh. while they're climbing on the sides of the truck and you could tell it's just a stunt a stunt guy trying not to fuck up yeah <laughs> um yeah so there's like some 
funny stunt guy stuff if you pay attention um and then yeah once they finally get vince uh off of the truck the the scene where brian uh i think his his cover name is spillner right yeah yeah and then but his character's actual name is o'connor brian o'connor so like once he first he makes the call uh for like a helivac um to come get the get vince and save his life and first yeah the betrayal like the reveal of you know he's a cop but then also it's not even his real name like that's double thing of like you know it's not even his identity like you don't know anything about him um but the yeah the scene uh where he makes that call and like the the exchange um just the the looks on their faces whenever he's like making the call and you know again it's just he's totally focused he knows he's revealing to dom yeah as he says this information like this is brian o'connor i need a medevac um out to these coordinates whatever blah 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 and like dom just like freezes and he just looks at him and he's like making a face (laughs) like the way that he tenses up and like doesn't say anything you know that he's like a split second away from just like beating him to death or just like pouncing on him and it's like it's only the fact that vince's life is on the line that keeps him from like going after brian Mm -hmm. all right so you're we were talking about the moment where yeah where he finally reveals to dom that he's a cop um I don't really have anything else to say about that scene. Okay. <laughs> um, but I totally forgot. One thing I forgot is like the structure of this movie. Because um, I remembered scenes. I remembered scenes, but I forgot the order they were in. Mm-hmm. So it totally surprised me whenever I put together that Jesse's death is like towards the very end of the movie um because yeah he reveals he's a cop to dom and then dom and uh leon drive off uh i think dom leon and mia um yes drive off so it's just yeah it's just him and then uh brian and then the helicopter takes vince and everything anyways um and then they they go back to dom's house where uh brian pulls up and dom is like he's got a shotgun he's getting ready and you think that he's like you know getting ready to fight brian or he's gonna retaliate against brian but he's he's like look i don't give a shit about this jesse's out there and johnny tran is going to kill him like if we don't get to him first um and then it's just, it's so tragic, man, when Jesse pulls up and he's like crying and he's apologizing to Dom for yeah. running off after losing the race. Yeah. Um, and then you hear the freaking, you hear the crotch rockets, you hear those, those motorcycles in the background and you know, and then you see Dom like freeze, you see him react yeah. and 
don't they do like a slow motion thing almost where like everything slows down and like dom reacts first yeah or something like that yeah, yeah. i think it's yeah i think it goes into slow-mo and then um i think dom reacts first and then yeah he like makes a run um towards he's he runs towards jesse yeah uh and i think brian is like staying back shooting at him or something yeah um but man he just yeah dom has like such a bond with jesse and really cared for him and it's just it's one of those things i remember as like seeing this as a young kid it was a very like um formulative thing for me like a scene that i remember just being like (laughs) being like heartbroken about like Mm. it's like oh man these characters and movies that you care for can be killed and like they just die and yeah it was it was one of those deaths those character deaths that always stuck with me um for a long time afterwards but i don't think the series is like really willing to do that kind of thing anymore and we can like talk more about that later on but uh yeah for having like an actual consequence or that kind of stakes in this movie yeah it was really just uh yeah it's hard to watch that's a dramatic like moment with finality to it and it's not just like all fun and games and all the time like they're actually like people will die as a result of these crimes um I forget exactly what happens. Do you remember what happens with Johnny Tran and Lance? Do they kill either one of them, like in a car crash, or do they just like injure them? And so they like they end up splitting up. One car following each of them. I think Vin Diesel is following Hot Pants Lance yeah. for a while, <laughs> and then I think I think he runs Lance off road, and like Lance crashes the motorcycle. And I think he's like writhing around in pain and stuff, but I don't know that Lance dies yeah. as a result of that. But I'm pretty sure that um Paul Walker like chases down Johnny. Johnny either gets into like a collision or they do trade like gunshots and then Brian does hit him because I'm I'm pretty sure Johnny Tran dies. Yeah. As a result of Brian going after him. But I think Lance is alive. Yeah, and then doesn't it continue from that scene where they have the race with the train? Yeah. That's, so, yeah. Sorry, I was just saying, that's that's one of those things that I had out of order. Like, I thought yeah. Jesse's death was way earlier, and then I thought that the, the, the race with the train at the end, I thought, um, I thought that was, like, totally separate events. I got that mixed up. Yeah. Um, yeah, Vin Diesel sees Brian like after he's got Johnny, and then Vin Diesel starts driving off to like get away from Brian. Brian chases him down. They have the big jump like across the train tracks. Um, and then hey, I don't know if you want to cover like the exchange, their final exchange, or whatever you wanted to talk about. Um, I mean, I I can't remember the exact dialogue, the exact exchange between them, but yeah, it's, I don't know, it's such a good, it's just such a good moment and like such a good 
relationship between these characters that's been built over the course of this movie. Um, because doesn't he... I can't believe I forgot this much already. But doesn't uh, Dom crash the car? Like, he makes the jump past the train, but then doesn't it hit something? So... Yeah, they um, they both land at like the same time and then they have this like look at each other like this like respect for each other like can't believe that each other each other one did it they like bond in that moment and then maybe paul walker notices it first but then vin diesel gets like blindsided and crashed into by like another vehicle Mm -hmm. and so he like spins and overturns and all that stuff uh, brian gets out of the car vin diesel climbs out all injured and, and bleeding and stuff and like brian has him vin Vin diesel has like isn't putting up a fight he's resigned himself that like he's going back to prison and then you see brian get really quiet and then you can see like on paul walker's face like where he makes a decision that he's gonna let dom go and he like throws him the keys he hands it to him or throws it to him and then he brings back that line from earlier in the movie like i owe you a 10 second car Mm-hmm. So it's a callback to that line, and uh, yeah, Vin Diesel takes the keys, asks Brian if like if he's sure about this. I don't know that Brian says anything, and then Vin Diesel like gets in the car and drives off. I think the movie ends with you. Maybe you hear sirens. Yeah, you. The movie ends with you hearing sirens and uh, Brian like walking towards the camera. Yeah. 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 Um. And then it and then it has the post credit scene of Dom in Mexico, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so that's where the movie ends. Um, which I totally I was totally surprised that they had a post credit scene. It's just especially with you know how how many there are nowadays. It was just I don't know. It just surprised me. The 2001 movie. I know. I know older movies did post credits things and stuff, yeah. but um, yeah. So the production reasons why, like moving on from Fast and Furious to Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> I don't know exactly the production reasons, like why Vin Diesel didn't come back or why nobody else came back, because it felt like if you're putting a post credit scene in with Vin Diesel but Dom's still out there. Like, doesn't that feel like you're setting it up for like a sequel Yeah, and something? Yeah. So like a continuation. Um, but I was looking, okay. Did you look, you look stuff up about it? Uh, I was just going to say, I was looking at his Vin Diesel's filmography. So I was like seeing what he made around that time. And uh, too Fast, Too Furious came out in 2003, so that's two years after Fast and the Furious. Um, and he made Knock Around Guys, Triple X, and then A Man Apart. And I feel like it was probably Triple X, like as a franchise starter thing, which was also directed yeah. by this director. Okay, that makes sense now. And as to why and maybe, this, I didn't do the second one, okay. Yeah, so maybe I don't know if there's any kind of like bad blood between him and producers or anything, but maybe Vin Diesel just decided to like support this guy 
and like go work with him again on like he's you know and he would be the the main star he would be because ryan's the main character of this movie like dom is the support but he's like the star he's like the star of the the movie um so i mean i can understand why he would maybe career-wise decide to go do his own thing instead of coming back to play like a supporting role again or something like that yeah um i didn't know if you if if that's what you were thinking or if you had some other so well well them like trying to launch vin diesel as an action star from this movie like in triple x makes a lot of sense and then tying the same director as a way to like start that franchise makes sense as to like why they would be unavailable for this I think that the studio and the producers probably underestimated the success of the first movie. So they didn't sign people to contracts for sequels Mm -hmm. when they made it. And so everyone just like went off to different projects. And then I think that maybe they wanted to have this be like Brian would be put on a new case every Mm -hmm. single time and like a new setting and new characters kind of thing instead of making it like an ensemble which is what it becomes in like four, five, six, like from that point on. Yeah. And I mean, Brian's still a main character, but I think Vin Diesel's like the lead whenever we get to like five, six. Once, yeah, once yeah. he comes back in four, then it's, then it's, it's really Vin Diesel's franchise. He's, yeah. He's kind of the main like force in the franchise. Yeah. Um, yeah. So oh, I was going to mention, um, not to get, into detail with it but rob cohen the director of this and triple x uh seems like a pretty fucking terrible person uh, with yeah with sexual assault stuff and all that (sighs) it just felt i was looking i was looking stuff up about these movies i had no idea i was like i remember his name i remember he made more movies um and then yeah, I went to his Wikipedia page, and yep, lots of lots of stuff there. So all right, well, I hope he's not making so, movies anymore. No, I don't think he's had anything for years, like a couple of years, and definitely not since uh, any of the allegations or anything came out. Um, did he? Did he make Rain of Fire? He no, he didn't. Okay. I don't think he made Rain of Fire. He made, okay. um, he made. Dragon Heart and <laughs> okay something else. I think he made like one other big ish movie before Fast and Furious. Okay, um, that was like well received, and then he just made uh, other like mediocre action movies. Um, anyways, yeah. So moving on to Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, this one was directed by john singleton uh what did he make he made boys Boys in the the hood Hood. and then poetic justice which i haven't seen uh higher learning rosewood haven't seen any of those and then um before he made too fast too furious he made shaft did he make blade uh no blade i forget who directed blade um but he made shaft he made yeah shaft and then he made baby boy so um 
So yeah, what's the Tyrese Gibson? Yeah, so yeah. he had the Tyrese Gibson connection, um, and brought him into uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you if you have any like general thoughts you want to get into on this movie before I get in, into any of my notes or like what what structure what do you want to say about this movie i'll just do the i'll just i'll give the like the plot summary okay uh, like at the start off. okay so too fast too furious picks up some months or maybe even like a year or two after the first I, movie yeah i think it's supposed to be like a year or two okay okay and so it's still following brian who's the main character from the first one but he's gone on the run um based because of the events what watch the prelude don't forget the prelude oh there's a prelude yeah there's yeah, a prelude the watch that. <laughs> okay whatever happens with brian he has to relocate um he ends up in miami working for Ludacris, who owns a garage there and then he also does street racing while he's in miami uh during like after one street race he gets uh caught by the fbi and has to like go back to work for them in order to clear his name and have the charges against him dropped and kind of get his life back on track um, but in order to do this in order to take on this job he needs a partner and so then he recruit recruits a guy that he grew up with and like stole cars with whenever he was younger which is where tyrese gibson comes in as his friend roman from his childhood and they basically have to go undercover into this drug dealer's ring uh, who's using cars to like smuggle maybe drugs or maybe money something like that and uh help catch this drug kingpin in miami by virtue of like them being part of his driving crew and the drug dealer is cole hauser like he's the main villain for the movie and there's an undercover fbi agent played by ava mendez who's like gotten in to be part of his organization but they're not sure if she's flipped or not. And if she's like really working for the FBI or working for this drug dealer, uh, she's also the romantic interest for Paul Walker in this movie. And so there's kind of like your core cast is yeah. Brian and Roman undercover for this drug kingpin trying to catch him for the FBI. And then like both of them would have their records cleared if they do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mentioned uh, the, the prelude i forget what it's called <laughs> but there's like a there's like a three minute or four minute little it's almost it feels like a music video mm. um and it has like some terrible music some like temp music or something um and yeah you're watching brian like on the run uh he's you know he has to like trade in his car for a shitty car um uh minka kelly from friday night lights is is in this really i forgot to watch it i forgot about it yeah like he's he's at a diner and cops come in and like you know he's like he hides his face and she makes a she like looks at him and notices and then um like there's a scene where he's leaving like he has his bag from his from like the hotel that's connected to the diner and like he's about to turn the corner and then the cops are looking at his car like searching his car um so then he runs into her and then 
Uh, and then he like goes, he, you know, starts hitchhiking and then she pulls up in her car and her convertible, like gives him a wink or something like that. And then I think, um, I think she, I don't think she drives him all the way to Miami, but she drives him to, I think she drives him to the used car lot. And then he buys, um, this like shitty car, this shitty looking car. Cause they're trying to sell him like this, yeah. you know, um, really expensive car that he doesn't need. And he's like, I know, I know what to do with that one. Uh-huh. I know how to work it. Uh, I know how to drive it. Yeah. So, and then he drives that to Miami and then that's where the movie okay. starts. Okay. But yeah. And it's, it's funny because, <laughs> cause it's like, uh, it's it felt like it was made for like a mobile device at the time like a 2003 mobile device or something yeah because i'm watching the dvds so everything i'm watching is standard def but you know it still fills my widescreen tv my hd tv and um but this thing is just like a tiny little <laughs> little <laughs> widescreen box in the center of my tv with black all around it and i'm like what the fuck is this maybe it was like, just what, really, yeah what uh yeah like that's what i was wondering i was like was this one of those weird things that was like put out on a, a playstation like a psp or something like <laughs> what was it um anyways yeah so that's where the movie starts and then everything you said setting up the movie um but yeah it it starts with doesn't it start with ludicrous like it starts with ludicrous setting up the race and then he makes the call and that's when brian appears on screen like yeah yeah he comes in because they need a uh they need, they need a, a fourth. fourth racer um yeah and i was gonna say like I mentioned before that like the the visuals for the races in these first uh two movies are like really interesting compared to the later films um even though like those action sequences are much better in the later films um but yeah they made a really good decision with this race and the drivers and like the cars because each person has like they're they're color coded like yeah. they have yeah. um each character has like their outfit they have their car that like matches like the color tones yeah. and the palette and everything match um so like uh and their whole posse Devin that, like Aoki. cheers them on or they're yeah, color, yeah. color coordinated um, yeah exactly but uh yeah so like Devin aoki uh has the pink car yeah. And then I don't know the actor's name. The guy from Prison Break has like the red car. And then um, Amari Michael Nosco. Ely. Uh, I don't know if you know who Michael Ely is. He's the guy from Almost Human, if you remember that show. He's the other, the orange like uh, car. Yeah, I think, I think whatever he has color, like gold, gold or something. Yeah, it's like a gold orange yeah, okay, color. Okay. Anyways, yeah, I thought that that was, like, really smart. Um, again, like, doing a good job of, you know, making it easy for your audi- 
audience to keep track of who's in what car and where they are and everything it just helps so much with that um and then you have brian's car which i think is green in this isn't it um, i think so yeah because he has the silver car in the first movie and then he has the green in this one yeah. I think, or no, no, no. Does he get? He Maybe gets the silver. Silver ones. in this one. He gets. Yeah, I think he gets the silver from the FBI, like as uh, the car that they provide for him. Okay. Okay. I think. I think that's what it is. I'm not gonna worry um, too much about it. He drives silver but, or green. Yeah. 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 Um, but I was gonna mention again with like the DVD DVD menus when you put the dvd in and it takes you to the menu you have three options and you can, you choose uh you choose brian's car you choose roman's car or you choose i think her name is suki uh yeah. character yeah so you choose one of them and then they made three different dvd menus based on their car designs and colors so All like right. I picked I picked Suki's car, which then had like this little pink anime character that like was like hopping around the screen and doing stuff, and like the whole screen is like pink menus and bars and stuff. And I was just like, man, they put they used to put so much effort into this kind of stuff, and it's just yeah. it's like a lost art. It's so bizarre. <laughs> um, yeah, but then the race the race itself is like again just really strong um and uh i was mentioning you know last last movie i mentioned like the visual effects and everything but there is that uh, really good shot that i love in this where it has like the four of them lined up and you know you can tell they're on a green screen like the green screen is in the back and it has the four of them lined up with like some, I don't remember who's in the foreground. And then I think like Brian is all the way in the background or something. And it just, the camera just like pans from one person to the next. And there's like a little bit of shake to it as it moves to it, but it's all like one fluid movement. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was like such a cool touch because, you know, thinking about like the the logistics of filming race scenes um like it has to be so difficult to film this stuff especially if you're filming at street racing like on actual streets and stuff so i felt like all throughout this movie i felt like they did a really good job of working in um like visual effects heavy uh shots to like splice in um to make things like more intense but then like mix it in with on location stuff i i thought they did really well with that mm-hmm. um and then i was gonna point out i don't know <laughs> i'm not quite sure how to talk about this i don't know if it's a thing but do you feel like with these two movies i don't know the third i need to watch the third again and the third is directed by justin lin who's an asian man um do you feel like the first two movies have like a weird asian fetish a fetish like yeah like they like the i don't know they're just like very i felt like 
I feel like they sexualize, you know, just all women a lot. Yeah. Through, you know, throughout the franchise, like it happens even in the later movies. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. There's just like something with this movie in particular that just like felt we- like a little gross, like a little wrong to me with like, I don't know, just like the outfits that the characters around Devin Aoki's yeah. character was wearing and stuff. I don't, I mean, I think it would have to be like a pattern over several movies to really like, yeah, because I can't think of where that happens in the first movie. Yeah, really. I, I don't think they, I don't think they do, they really do it in the first movie because I was worried whenever the first movie, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, right, these like antagonists characters or asian guys yeah. and i was really worried it was gonna veer into um like a lot of stereotype stuff but i don't feel like they really do i don't i didn't think they did in the first one i don't know that they really do in the second one i feel like there is a little bit it's a little heavy-handed with the anime like thing yeah. in the second one i think maybe they as a way to like make that character distinct and then they really hit on like the the anime influence and like her car has some kind of anime character and the way yeah the like the like i don't know like j-pop way that a lot of the characters in her crew dress and all of that i feel like that gets like played up a little bit too much um but i don't think there's like a pattern through the movies where i've noticed that no, I don't think it extends throughout the entire franchise. I just, I was noticing it watching these two. I was like, is is there something that I'm missing? Or like, is there something going on here? Um, but yeah, I think, I think you nailed, like, I think what they, how they handled it. I think yeah. you, um, yeah. Uh, what else? Um, oh, I did, I did write down... <laughs> At the end of the race, they do the big jump, you know. Ludacris, yeah. Ludacris surprises everybody and, you know, could have killed all of these races. Oh, race yeah, he races. totally could have, yeah. We're just <laughs> up have, in the stakes, though. Yeah, he has, like, they have the, the finish line ahead of them. And then Ludacris is on the walkie and he's like, all right, go ahead, hit it, whatever. And then yeah. somebody presses a button and this like drawbridge raises up and, and it's like, oh shit, like, mm-hmm. are they going to die? Because um, they have to do this huge jump uh, to make it to the finish line. And oh, what was the other thing? Um, really quickly i wanted to i wanted to talk about the difference between the first movie race setup and this movie where in the first movie they have like they just have people line their cars along the the path and everything and like you know you see a civilian just a random person like uh, oh, it's a, I think it's like a Pizza Hut driver. Yeah, 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 pizza guy. He's like, yeah, he's like, hey, man, what's going on? And then Leon's like, shut up, whatever. Yeah, like, get out of here, pizza, yeah. pizza boy. Yeah. And the guy's um, like, dadgum street racers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but their whole like system for setting up these street races is just to park like hundreds of cars along the <laughs> path or something. Yeah. 
Um, I doubt that's how it actually works. Yeah, and then, but in this movie, I thought, oh, that's kind of smart. Um, that they like take construction signs and like set all this like yeah. road work stuff yeah, up yeah, all yeah. over, and they like yeah. have you know a, a race like a path and a course and everything set up and designed. Like I was like, that feels a lot safer. Like. Like you're gonna eliminate a lot of potential victims and yeah. stuff. Like people aren't going to go on roads that have uh, road work signs and uh, things blocking their way. Um, so like that's I was like that's a nice touch. That seems smarter. Um, but jumping back to the bridge thing and the finish line, these cars are going like you know 150 miles an hour. And there's people standing literally like five feet from the finish line. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And it's not, you know, it's like in the first movie, especially those races are neck and neck. Those people are yeah. pushing their cars yeah. till they fall apart. Like Brian's car like falls apart at the end of that first race. Yeah. Um, so yeah, why would you why would you stand? right next to the finish line it's just oh so dumb um yeah and then he gets caught and that's where uh tom barry tom barry comes back in fbi uh oh god james remar, remar. yeah, yeah. James Remar is an interesting <laughs> actor. James Remar is just one of those dudes that has <laughs> he's been around forever. He's in a thousand different things. Yeah. And I, I really feel like it depends on the material. Yes. Yes. If it's a good performance or not. And then sometimes he's Raiden in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah. And yeah. you know. He can be Dexter's dad, or he can be Raiden. <laughs> or he could be Raiden. You just never know what you're going to get, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's one of those guys, I feel bad saying it, but he's one of those guys, as soon as he shows up, I'm like, all right, this is like a C movie. This is like, <laughs> this is like direct-to-video. Um, yeah. But it does, I think it does depend on the material. Because like, he's definitely capable of delivering yeah. a good yeah i've seen him good in like multiple things but he yeah. is in like it's like any job james yeah. remar will be there yes. <laughs> like, yeah yeah he'll just yeah <laughs> yeah he just i feel like everything is auto approved like every single script is just yeah. approved for him yeah. <laughs> yeah so james remar is in this uh Ava Mendez is in it. Uh, Tom Barry comes back, and then Cole I like Alder. what they I like what they did with Barry's character in this one because he was just like basically a total asshole in the first yeah. movie, but here he's the one that's kind of being a little like empathetic, giving mm -hmm. Brian another chance. He's way more paid. He's like the calm one to James Remar's like tough guy asshole yes. FBI like. He's the good cop to his bad cop, I guess, if you want to like make that comparison. But mm -hmm. they give him more of a personality in this. And yeah, he's definitely. more like he's he's more human in like how he interacts with the other characters. Yeah, because in the first movie, he's just a hard ass who's pushing Brian. Yeah. Like, 
past his breaking point. He just yeah. wants results. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, yeah, they do a lot. Um, they do a lot with his character to, uh, to make him more relatable. Yeah. And they kind of soften the edges a little bit. When yeah. Doing. There's a great, great, great scene. Um, I kind of stopped taking notes throughout the movie because, you know, at a certain point I was like, all right, it's just, it's just too fast, too furious. There's not a lot to, uh, to pull, like pick apart, but I love, I love the scene where Roman is introduced where they go to the Derby and, uh, and he's just like picking at the popcorn and he's like, you know, not really impressed or whatever but he's going along with it because um because brian has picked this guy and then whenever they start fighting (laughs) and and he just shuffles over to the trailer and sits on the step and he's just eating watching watching the fight fight. yeah (laughs) that's one of my favorite moments with that character yeah it was such a good scene yeah and um, it's like and it's not like even a super intense fight it's just like two little kids like kind yeah. of fighting each other because that's what their dynamic is and yeah i don't know if you watched the special features on that dvd if you watch like the outtakes no. and stuff i'm pretty <laughs> sure that like they show that scene in the outtakes i may be totally imagining this but i think like one of the two either paul walker or tyrese one of them like kicks the other one in the nuts as they're play fighting and just like fucking with each other and that was really funny but uh, yeah the fight and then him watching it is like one of the best moments from that movie yeah it's yeah him watching it is funny and then the fight is just played for comedic it's just effect. It's, yeah. yeah it's funny um because it could totally make it into a like super serious brawl yeah. thing yeah, they, they could have but yeah but it's just funny like the characters are old friends who you know have problems with each other but this they just work it out this is how they're working it out they kind of get it out of their system and uh that was one of the few quotes that i wrote wrote down three quotes for this movie okay but the first one i wrote down was like the part that really made me laugh was whenever um whenever they're like on the ground wrestling and uh (laughs) and paul walker just just goes, you still fight like, okay, shit. like shit. Still fight like shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And it just feels like he's about to laugh saying yeah. it. Oh, it's so good. Um and then I'll just I'll just mention uh the other two quotes was <laughs> I think I feel like this became a meme like 10 years ago or yeah. longer. But it was uh, Paul Walker saying, I said, forget about it, cuh. Give it- <laughs> Whenever he's, he's talking to, yeah, he's talking to, to Tyrese. And it's, it's like the first time I ever heard a white guy say, cuh. Like, oh, it totally, like, it totally yeah. sticks out every time he says it. He says it three or four times yeah. in the movie. It's like, yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, and then at the end, <laughs> at the end he goes, "Pockets ain't empty, cuz." Cuz. <laughs> but he hits the Z there for the other he one. Does, he just he says, does. He does hit the Z. Cuz. Yeah. 
I feel like this. Uh, I don't know if this is like a writing thing, a John Singleton thing, or how Paul Walker like changes yeah. his speech pattern when he's like interacting with a black person. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh oh God. God, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and then like other other standout stuff through the movie. Cole Hauser fucking rocks, man. This he, dude, he's a, great, he's a great villain in this. Is he's. He's a great villain in this, but also he's just so underrated. He's such an underrated actor. Anything he's yeah. in, he's like great in. Um, yeah, he's great, and he's he's in Yellowstone as yeah, like the best like side character on that. Yeah, um, yeah. if you haven't Rip, seen Yellowstone, he's amazing. Rip Rip Roaring is whenever Rip, his, his spinoff. Rip, Rip Wheeler or Rip. I mean, that's going to be his spinoff shows. Oh, Rick Warren. Rick yeah. Warren is going to yeah. be his show. Yeah. But, um, and then, oh, shit, it's like, it's uh, the Riddick uh, in, pitch, in Pitch Black. Oh, yeah. He's in that, yeah. he's in that with Vin Diesel. Yeah, he's on Or whatever his Black. character's name is. But, yes. yeah, he is so good in Pitch Black. Yeah, Pitch Black is another one of those movies that just, like, so many people don't know about. Yeah, and everyone should. Any sci-fi fan should watch Pitch Black. It's yeah, um, yeah. He's he's great in this. Um, what else was I gonna say? Another another scene I really like is actually the um, the little race between uh, Brian Roman and then uh, Cole Hauser's like henchman. Um, towards I, like when they're auditioning for the job or whatever well no i like i like the audition um the audition where they have to race to get to the car and you know yeah. it ends up being the cigar yeah. uh clipper thing yeah. um but the the race where it's between uh, uh the four of them it's like the relay like the tag you know where one of them does the lap and then the other one yeah, 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 takes yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. I really like that race because it's like it's okay um, for most of it. But whenever Brian realizes they're losing and he plays chicken with the other dude, yep, yep. I'm like, that's a, a fucking cool scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is a legitimately cool scene where he yeah just says fuck it and yeah yeah that's what it's like so good. that's what makes brian like a better character than just some like pretty boy like that you he finds like an actual like there's like a dangerous element to him like mm-hmm. that daredevil kind thing like takes over versus like any common sense uh the shit that he's like willing to do sometimes really makes that character way more compelling than just like standard like i don't know young ace detective undercover cop the fact that yeah. he goes to like some dark places i think is pretty is pretty interesting yeah um i don't were there any other any other scenes that you really liked the, I remember the like the rat scene was another thing that stuck with me. Um, the torture scene, uh, yeah. Like it's not it's not like something good, but it was another one of those like moments that really 
uh, stands out, I think, at, yeah. in the film. Like, it's one of those things. Yeah, I don't like, I mean, we can rehash um, that if you want. That is a standout. Like, that scene does stand out. As far as showing, like, Cole Hauser as, as like, establishing him as, like, threatening that I think I think that scene is like pivotal for taking him seriously as a bad guy. Yeah, I think that that whole like club torture scene does a lot for that character. Uh, the scene, like the sequence that I want to mention, is whenever uh, Roman and then Brian start to piece together like how they're gonna get out of the mm-hmm. whole situation and get rid of like their cars that are being tracked yeah whenever whenever they like break off to go to the garage and then they enter the garage and then the doors open and like 80 cars pour out of there and they've like they've made the switch and in that moment they have fooled like the fbi everyone tracking them they've thrown them off their scent that moment when they outsmart everyone Mm -hmm. and like gain the advantage i love that scene like that that moment is really well done yeah i love that and then i love immediately after i love the fact that the two henchmen that they've been butting heads with the whole movie like are laughing and bonding with them and stuff like it's such a good moment like but then it's right before they're gonna betray them and kill them yeah yeah oh it's so good um oh crap what was the other thing um do you want to talk about the uh the boat car boat leap oh um that's yeah but i was gonna i was gonna mention really quickly like another you mentioned ava mendez is like the love interest so yeah the fact that the like the torture scene the club torture scene establishes cole hauser as like dude to take seriously like he will fuck you up and kill you um and he's like so menacing and everything, you know, adds a lot of uh, like danger to the movie because he's in love with Ava Mendez or has a relationship with Ava Mendez and she's running around doing stuff with Brian and all that. So like it adds a lot of tension throughout the movie because yeah. anytime the two of them are together, then like he's either watching or like his guys are following them around yeah it's just another level to the movie that i think uh they handled really well but yeah the the car jump boat (laughs) scene (laughs) that's one of those moments where that's like a sign of things to come in this series as far as like ridiculous stunts because i think Even with that opening race where the drawbridge is raised and like Brian jumps the other car to win the race and all of that, that's like elevating it a little bit. But mm-hmm. them like speeding alongside this boat and then driving up a fucking, I don't even know if they went up a ramp. Maybe it was just like a slight elevation and then like going like 80 feet across the water to crash into this drug dealer's boat. Yeah. Like that's like fast five and six seven territory like that's yeah yeah, that's they start doing that shit on the regular (laughs) yeah in those movies yeah it's great uh (laughs) it's ridiculous but you buy it you go along with it yeah um so earlier we were i mean i mentioned it like 
Kohlhauser should have been brought back. Like, oh, definitely. Yeah. He, you know, even if you don't do, you know, even if you don't follow it up with, you know, a, a sequel with him coming back or something, I always felt like that was like his, you know, he survives and then he's being yeah. put in prison, but he's likely not going to spend life in prison. Yeah. Um, and he threatens, I don't remember if he threatens both of them or if he just threatens Roman or what, but I always felt like that was an undelivered promise. Like yeah. for the series, I was like, that would be so good if he came back at some point. And I feel like they could still do it. Like, I feel like even like he doesn't even have to be the main antagonist, but I feel like the way that they brought back um, Vince and whichever one it was where, I think it's five because they're in Brazil and it's like the slums and stuff. Um, and I think Vince gets killed, right? He, he dies in that one. I don't remember. Um, I forget if he dies or not, but the way that they brought him back and worked him into it, I thought, there's definitely a way that they can bring back Cole Hauser's character as like a threat to Roman or somebody yeah. or like he doesn't, he could just be like a minor villain or something, but like yeah. he could be in play at some point. I feel like that's still on the table as yeah. something they could do. I mean, you could just like have them, like some of them get framed or like thrown into a prison and it's the prison that he's in and like he's controlling that prison or, like uh, Charlize Theron could sell out like everyone's information to all their biggest enemies and, and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, and it would be great for Roman because like, we'll get through this as we talk about all the movies. I think Roman gets played too much for comic effects sometimes. Yeah. And by having a legitimate threat for Roman would give him like the most interesting thing he's had to do in probably five movies and like actual like drama to play off of instead of just being the funny one all the time mm -hmm. um but yeah that's like that's a thread that's still out there that they could like weave into something yeah um all right you have any more thoughts on these two movies before we wrap up um i think that i enjoy the dynamic between brian and roman as like childhood friends relationship is strange then they kind of like become friends again like by the end of the movie i think paul walker's performance does get better but there's something that just feels like a little bit too silly sometimes and maybe it's mm -hmm. just like the two of them like growing it out together yeah but i, I feel like I, I actually feel like paul walker had a little bit more gravity in the first movie maybe that's just because of like his relationship with vin diesel and that Mm -hmm. But it, I don't know. Sometimes it gets like a little goofy for me in the second one. Yeah. But I still think that it's like he does a really good job since he's like asked to carry a lot more of the movie than mm -hmm. he had to in the first one. I think, yeah, I think I would agree that his his performance in the first movie, I think, does like carry more gravity to it. But I feel like in two i feel like he's more in this character's skin like he's more comfortable as yeah the character brian yeah probably. um so like yeah so i think he's i think he improves throughout 
the franchise. I think yeah. it just gets better and better. Um, yeah, I don't have I don't have any other thoughts on these. If you're ready to wrap up, I uh, can't think of anything. All right, cool. Um, so this is our first part in our Fast and Furious saga <laughs> series. <laughs> um, we're gonna be covering all of the movies. Um, Fast 9, the latest one, comes out on June 25th, which is actually this Friday. Uh, so we're going to be releasing these, you know, maybe three or four episodes. Uh, we might cover, I think we're going to try and cover like half of the Justin Lin movies on the next episode. And then, uh, and then like the back half and, um, and maybe fast eight whatever it's called fate fate of the fate furious, of furious yeah. and uh hobbs and shaw um before we get to fast nine so uh there's there's some episodes to be excited about where we got more stuff coming with these uh fast and furious movies um we're just getting revved up we're just yeah we're just getting revved up we haven't even hit the nos yet <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> Pun was intended on that other one. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think I don't know about you. We haven't we haven't committed to this yet, but I'm gonna be seeing Fast Nine in theaters. I'm not sure that Jumbo will. He's going to try. Right try. Um, so that we can go through the entire series, leave no stone unturned. Uh, no Nas left Un, unhit, unhit, yeah, unpunched, <laughs> unpunched. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, no bald head, unglistening, unglistened, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at Excited Pod. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Please Be Excited. I have been documenting my time watching the. Fast and Furious movies there. So <laughs> if you want to follow on Instagram at Please Be Excited, I whenever I watch one of these movies, I've been posting to the story, um, sharing like funny clips and uh favorite moments from the series. So yeah, follow us there. Uh thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for hanging out and chatting, chatting, uh ch chatting, <laughs> chatting fast and furious. Um, hot guys, hot car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> That's about all there is. That's the series. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, be on the lookout, pleasers, because you got a lot more coming your way. <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm wrapping this up. <laughs> all right, <laughs> bye.